This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a day of the week of a month of a year. And that year is the worst year ever, which is whatever year you are in right now. My name is Cody Johnston. Oh, that was so good, Cody. You didn't even plan that. You just went with just open your mouth and a great intro came out. I'm Katie Stoll. I wrote your compliment for me, but thank you. He did. I am a different person. It's true. We're all three separate, people, separate but connected to three you. different folks via Both the internet. Well, and through yeah. ineffable through. strings of personal solidarity and mm-hmm. emotional complementarity. Also, it's true. Is complementarity a word? Love no. that. No, it is. maybe <laughs> it, might, it might be. It might be. It might. It, be. Sh- it seen... should be and will be. It can be. And it no is. one like knows. A, a Moira Rose. I'm guessing you guys haven't seen Schitt's Creek. Uh, no, it is a Moira but Rose. Correct. No. She's wonderful, and she also the greatest of little. I, I didn't do a good made-up word. She's great at making up words. I'm not. We have not yet started the show, really. Oh, I beg to differ. I think it started and ended. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Peace out. Signing off. Um. So today, hi, we're talking about the news that. Most people were probably talking about, which is the result of the Chauvin trial, um, the murder of George Floyd. Yeah, by a bad day officer. for the Chauvinists. Yeah. Whoa, that was good. Thank you. That thank sounds you. like that sounds like a title right there. Yeah, I, I had that, that one in the fucking in the chamber for I don't know months, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to tell it until it. he got yeah. convicted because it was going it would it would be in in poor in poor taste if he got convicted. Or I just wouldn't feel like joking. But now I do feel a little, little bit like joking yeah, about do Derek it. Chauvin. It's time, it's time to smile a bit about the news. Um, I, do you mind if we use that as the title? Sophie, let's use it as the title. 
Um, Fuck you, chauvinists, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad day for chauvinists. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it. He was convicted. He, yeah, he was convicted. Yeah, he, he sure was. was. They convicted the shit out of him um, for the murder that he committed in public with cameras. You know, it's one of those. The real lesson here is that in in America, if you murder a man over the course of nine minutes while a number of people film from multiple camera angles, and then millions of people take to the streets to protest that murder and burn down sizable chunks of a number of cities, then eventually you will see justice if you are a cop. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it took. Let's all feel hopeful that that's all it takes. That's all it took. It's maybe not... The best it's hard. System. It, Not the it, best yeah. system in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it, could, it could be better. Especially yeah. since a lot of us, even though that was the case, were waiting for them to not do the right thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I think we're all surprised. Yeah. I was kind of expecting, I was after, after his colleagues kind of turned on him, right? When the yeah. blue wall of silence broke, I was like, okay, he's getting convicted on something. Um, because his 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 fucking supervisor wasn't going to go testify against him if there wasn't a wide consensus that this motherfucker he, uh, among cops that this guy had to right. go away for the good of the the job. Um, but I kind of expected him to get like the manslaughter and found innocent on the. I certainly didn't yeah. expect him to be found guilty of murder too. Um, yeah, yeah, which is great. Like he did murder a guy. Yeah, all too. three. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. I would. I would agree with you, Cody, for sure. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. W- watching it that after the first one was read, I was like, okay, bracing for the for the other two. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Um, so it was. Definitely... Although after the first one got read, got read was read. Mm-hmm. Uh, got I readed. did feel a little wild flame of hope. I was like, is this gonna happen? And it did. And I. Yeah. Go ahead, Robert. Oh, no, I mean, I, I, no, continue, Katie. I mean, I was really just wrapping up that same thought. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. Is um, I, I'll start a thought and just kind of hope that the words come out in a, a way that makes sense. So, yeah. You, you, know. can't, you can't know when words will or won't happen. Yeah. That's not how words work. But I think what we're all um, saying is it was an emotional verdict. I mean, I've, I mean you could just feel... People, even if you weren't around anyone. Oh, God. Yeah. (sighs) No, I mean, I I teared up like I got it. I was on a run um, and I I made sure that I was out running with the sun shining on me because I didn't want to. I was kind of bracing for the worst and I didn't want to be like sitting at my desk in an office when I found out that (laughs) he was going to get to go home or something. (laughs) Um, And I, I pulled up. Twitter to refresh the feed and before the feed refreshed I just saw um the that the guilty on all three counts or some variant of that was trending and it was like oh my god um okay <laughs> okay and yeah then I then I cried um yeah cuz it was uh you know I watched so many people get hurt so badly not just because Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd, but that was the inciting incident to a a lot of stuff. Um, and seeing that at least at fucking least he is not going back to his house. 
He yeah. is yes. not going Seeing back to the street. Seeing him get he is, handcuffed yeah. and walked out after the verdict was read was incredibly yeah. satisfying. With his, with his bail revoked. Yeah, and after all of the scary shit that's been happening in Minneapolis this mm-hmm. week with the fucking National Guard being brought in and just like this the sheer amount of police in Philadelphia, them calling out the guard before any protests even started, mm-hmm. like just to in the midst of all this police state bullshit to see confirmation that, yes, there is, you can go too far. Like a cop yeah. can go too far for the system to back it. And it takes, again, millions of people throwing their bodies into a meat grinder, but there, there, we found the line. <laughs> now, do we feel hopeful that this line being established helps acts as a deterrent in the future? Um, I, I have to think it scares them to some extent, to some right? Extent. I mean, and, and, and I think as much as the actual, I don't know, like it's, it's one thing they certainly haven't slowed up on murdering people. Um, so it's, it's too early to say like clearly the mass nationwide protests didn't, well, I don't know. A lot of cops have been quitting since Mm -hmm. last year. And I think that those are the ones who could be deterred are the ones who are like, well, fuck it. This ain't, this ain't, Mm -hmm. this ain't me no more. Um, I have to think, so I, I don't think protests were ever going to deter the monsters like Chauvin, right? Um, the people who are, are out there looking to cause harm as opposed to just kind of callous uh, to the, the, the harm that they cause. I, I, I would say I think it has to make some of those guys think twice. I would suspect if they're not idiots, they have to be looking at Chauvin and being like, well, fuck. Um, I yeah. at least have to be more careful when they're when I'm out in public in broad fucking daylight. And there's a camera in my face. And there's a camera in my face. Um, I don't know how much you know. We've talked about this in the episodes of Bastards we did on police training on on David Grossman. So much of their training focuses around not hesitating to use mm-hmm. deadly force. Um, and in fact, there's even cases of a there was a, a North Carolina cop in 2016 who got fired because. Um, he came to the scene of a, a suicide call guy with a gun. Uh, the guy had a gun, but as the cop said, like I knew immediately he was not a threat to anyone. He was in mental distress. And the guy, the cop tried, started talking with the guy to try to talk him down. Two other cops arrived and shot him dead. Um, and then the cop who had been trying to talk this guy down got fired, um, because mm-hmm. he, he hadn't shot and he was supposed to. Um, yeah. He did sue the department and won like one hundred ninety thousand dollars, but that that sh- I, I make that point because so much of why th- there's two different kinds of police killings, right? There's the police killings that are people are trained to do to react way too with way too much deadly force um, because they believe it will protect them or because they've been taught that that's how you protect yourself and your fellow officers. And then there's the police violence. That's like a guy like Chauvin where he just, some of them just want to murder people and have a badge while they do yep. it. Um, I I think I'm hoping that the people who just want to murder will, it, this will dissuade them uh, at least from committing those crimes in the open. They have to be more careful now, I think is the verdict, but I don't know how this affects the cops, the majority of police killings are not guys with a murder boner. They're people who have been taught all that matters is whether or not you're scared. And if you're scared, you can kill people. Right. Um, I don't know how much this impacts that, you know, because this was not that Chauvin was not afraid for his life. You know, he had his knee on a guy's neck for nine minutes. It's not, 
a dude sees a kid in the dead of night. There was gunfire earlier. He shoots the kid. Turns out the kid was unarmed. That's a different kind of killing. I'm not saying it's it's more acceptable, but it's a different thing. And I don't know that this verdict will make that less likely. Right. Um, it's also just sobering when you look at the fact that, I mean, obviously this is a win. The majority of cops just are not convicted for the things that, you know, as you just laid out. Yeah. If there is yeah, a way to, to a wiggle high. out of the verdict, they will find it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's part of the issue was that it was a high profile case. Uh, mm-hmm. It needs to be a high profile case in order to, to, to yeah. have this happen. Um, and I mean, and I, I think yeah. part of it is they fucking lit the third, they burnt the third precinct down. I don't think that's a non-factor in why no. this went this way. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. not at all. Yeah, and uh, Dante Wright yeah. being killed last week, 10 miles away. Mm-hmm. I mean, all eyes are on this, I mean, this case, this trial, this area. The uh, city, yeah. The city, and... I mean, this does set the stage for, was her name Kim Cooper? I don't have it in front Kim of me. Kim Potter, I Potter. think was. Yeah, yeah. who, uh, I'm sorry to all the Kim Coopers out there. Um, I, you know, for what will happen with her trial. Um, yeah. I mean, it's incredible that he's been, uh, that, that verdict came out, but it's obviously not lost on any of us that this is only the seventh on-duty cop to be convicted of murder out of 15,000 police killings since 2005. Yep. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I did want to read. I'm, I, I'll give credit where it's due. Um, <laughs> Jake Tapper tweeted this. Uh, it was the original. Yeah, it was the original press release from the Minneapolis police after George Floyd's murder. Mm. Um, and it's it's real interesting to read just in terms of thinking any time in the future you see a press release from the police. Think about how accurate this one was <laughs> and and apply that to whatever press release you Fuck see come you. out of the finally. Cops. Yeah. Um, May 25th, 2020, Minneapolis. On Monday evening, shortly after 8 p.m., officers from the Minneapolis Police Department responded to the 3700 block of Chicago Avenue South on a report of a forgery in progress. Officers were advised that the suspect was sitting on top of a blue car and appeared to be under the influence. Two officers arrived and located the suspect, a male believed to be in his 40s, in his car. He was ordered to step from his car. After he got out, he physically resisted officers. Officers were able to get the suspect into handcuffs and noted he appeared to be suffering medical distress. Officers called for an ambulance. He was transported to Hennepin County Medical Center by ambulance where he died a short time later. At no time were weapons of any type used by anyone involved in this incident. Your knees are a weapon. Um, (laughs) I mean, and also, there's no talk about that. There's no uh, talk about. There's yeah. not even a talk about restraint. Just officers were able to get the subject he into was, handcuffs. After that, he was transported to. You yeah. know, I mean, and you're so right. I mean, speaking of the 13 year old who was murdered, I mean, they oh, flat God, out yeah. lied in their statement saying yep. that the suspect had, was holding a gun when he was mm-hmm. not, in fact, holding a gun. Uh, talked about this on even more news last week, but it is gutting to watch that video. See that kid? Oh God! Yeah, I don't watch it. Hands up! Um, Don't watch the new video of the shooting today in Columbus, Ohio, during the verdict. Yeah, it's fifteen-year-old girl. A fifteen-year-old girl shot, um, which happened. I think the shooting happened while they were reading the verdict. It was during it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I haven't in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Um, and then the other police. Statement. What? What? What were they saying? The NYPD this weekend. Something about uh, somebody threw a Molotov cocktail out the window <laughs> during a traffic stop. Yeah, when it was like a cup of water. A cup of water. But yep. that was that was also an official statement from the police. So you know, it's fun. Should we talk about uh, some other kind of responses, like maybe Nancy Pelosi's? Oh, sweet Christ. Yeah. Someone have that um, in front of them. Sophie, do you see? Have, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll pull it up. I can, I can, I can play to. the audio. I can play the audio. Play the audio. Yeah. Let we it. should have the audio in here. 
Here's Nancy Pelosi's beautiful face. Let's roll. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. Yes. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi explaining how God by being it. murdered, George Floyd gave his life. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, also, that's like, a horrible okay. way to say that. Awful way to say it. And like, obviously, like she meant she's so terrible mm. at this. Your she's death bad. won't be in vain. Thank that's you, a like, George, for uh, dying. But like um, first, but like the justice she's talking about is the murderer getting convicted. So, like, yes. she's saying, thank you for sacrificing yourself so that the guy who killed you can get convicted. They're, like, they're mm. just opposed statements. They do not work together. Yeah. Uh, if the, uh, Justice would also be like, well, now you can't, like, yeah. get killed by the cops because of this reason. Like, or, not, like, yeah. It's amazing because it's, you can <laughs> say sorry. the non-offensive and accurate version of that without committing to anything. I get it. She's a politician. They don't like to do things that matter. There's a way to even say that, that no one could get angry at you for, which is this is a terrible tragedy, but we're not going to let his death be in vain. You know? There you go. There you, you did go. it in one there shot. There you go. There, and you don't even have to do anything. You can keep being Nancy Pelosi and keep being useless. Um, and it's not just Nancy person. Pelosi. I've seen other things of like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I don't have an example off the top of my head, but there's a really cringeworthy way of approaching talking about this as if oh, this yeah. is good, actually. Yeah, like, I mean, like it's the, something like, like like the Las Vegas Raiders posting "I can breathe for 2021." Fuck off! Yeah, oh, corporations oh, don't again, don't post this, shit. You guys suck. But like again, this isn't what the like fuck? justice. It's like the bare minimum of justice. Right? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not, not addressing not any of the actual problems. Not doing those things. It's saying. Like it's you sacrificed yourself so that the thing that happened had to, like it's just it again it's There's like no it's circular will, within the system have consistency. I will make one point that I've thought about throughout the trial. Okay, and I, I this is a separate point from what we were just talking about. But thinking of social media, I've seen a lot of posts of like we don't need a trial to know that Derek Chauvin. Uh, killed George Floyd or I didn't need to take with some X amount of days. And look, I agree. We all know that that's true, but we do like trials. We like that. He's going through trial. We like that. He gets convicted of all three counts publicly in, you know, unanimously for everybody to see. I don't know if it's, yeah, unanimous. it's good. that It's good that he got. It's good. Convic- it's a good it's thing. Good. Actually, it's but not- like justice is that, George Floyd didn't die. Just yeah. as the police don't act like this and do this and get away with it all the time and uh, things are going to actually change. Um, it's not that they punished the guy who did the thing to the guy who allegedly sacrificed himself so that yeah. the thing could happen. Uh, it's just very frustrating. None, um, none but, like, of this we don't, is I don't know, justice. On it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 consequences yeah exactly that 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 is what this is is we decide as as a society after an enormous amount of violent struggle 
that this is the sort of thing, this specific, I shouldn't say this is the sort of thing, because a lot of cops are still getting away with murder. This mm. specific crime had to have legal consequences. Like, we, we, we fought as a nation to ensure that this, this man and maybe his accomplices would be specifically punished for this crime. And the hope and the responsibility we have is to ideally make sure that other people are also face consequences as a result of this, that the system that allowed Derek Chauvin to do what he did and to get away with a lot of violence before he killed George Floyd, that that system also suffers consequences. That would be nice. All we know right now is that he's going to suffer consequences. Right, exactly. Um, so even, yeah, even the like warped set, like mm-hmm. way she's saying it in the sentiment, like even that's not true. Yeah. Um, but enough about Nancy Pelosi, she's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll come back and we'll talk about, I don't know, cops killing people more or protests or something. Um, we'll talk. Or we'll de- the we're definitely going to talk. Yeah. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. 
We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everything is so dumb, 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 And we are back from that break. Booyah. We sure know. are. I'm trying stuff out. Mm-hmm. It worked. And we're going to talk about some news things. We sure are, friends. So, in terms of like what the reaction's going to be, I have some friends in Minneapolis. Um, it sounds like hopefully there's going to be a big kind of party slash morning kind of Irish wake sort of situation mm-hmm. in the streets. We'll see if the fucking cops and the National Guard go ape shit on it. If they're smart, they'll let it happen. But also yeah. it's possible people will um, people will will go off, you know, um, it, I, I don't know. I, I suspect in Portland there's a, a thing, a p- protest slash celebration planned for tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. It being Portland, one of two things is possible. It could either be a lot of people show up and more or less, it's kind of like what happened after the election where a bunch of people come together um, and there's a, you know, just sort of an acknowledgement that like, hey, the thing that needed to happen happened and Mm -hmm. it's horrible that the thing that caused this also happened. Um, Let's all be together. Or it's possible that um, people will will break more windows and, and light some shit on fire. It yeah, being maybe, Portland, it's always possible that people will light some shit on fire and break some windows. Maybe someone will throw a water bottle and then uh, the someone police will react in the way cocktail. that they react. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, in Portland, things have moved towards a lot of um, um, fairly small, 100 to 200 people focused direct actions with a lot of emphasis on on property damage, both to police property and, and to businesses. Um, because we haven't really had a big a mass protest in a while. So if a lot of people show up, that'll be interesting. Um, but I, I, I think there's an attitude among kind of the more extreme abolitionist activists that um, you shouldn't ever kind of let up on the pressure, and um, yeah. it's always the time to 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 break more shit. Um, which you know is a is a strategy we can debate the efficacy of. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. My hope is that people like take a minute and just kind of let this let this one sink in. But yeah, people are going to do whatever they whatever it is they're going to do. Yeah, um, the gov or the the mayor has already declared a state of emergency. The National Guard are on standby. Uh, I'm sure the police are on high alert. Um, oh, everywhere, so, yeah, yeah, everywhere. They're they're fucking circling my house. Uh, yeah, right yeah, tactical now. alert in LA. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. All kinds of- so I I don't know what's gonna happen. My hope is that it's my hope is that people like kind of just take a night to grieve and also um breathe, relax a little bit. Not relax. That's the wrong word. Um, take satisfaction that reflect it, it that they're among the achievements of sort of the 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 protesting and and rioting and whatnot last year. One of those achievements was that um the fucking state had to throw this guy under the bus. They I, and I think that's really what it, that's why his colleagues testified against him. They were Absolutely. fucking terrified of another Absolutely. year like last year, and um and that's a win, and I think. 
a productive thing for protesters and, and activists in particular to 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 focus on now. I don't know. I think there's this. I see it in Portland. Um, and again, I'm not here to tell anyone what the right or the wrong thing to do is. But I think a productive thing to do would be to focus in the immediate future more on kind of building um, resilient systems of mutual aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think I don't know. I don't. Um, I I don't think the continue. I I think there's a time and a place protesting wise for property damage. I don't think it always achieves the ends that people um think it will. And I think sometimes it's okay to. I think we're in this interesting position on the left where the right wing's street movement has taken a serious and kind of devastating hit recently. Um. And the right wing political movement is also on its on a on a back foot. It's it has not taken nearly as much of a hit, but it's not um, it's not where it was even ten months ago. Um, and I think it behooves us to take advantage of this sort of period of weakness, relative weakness for them, to build a stronger base, as opposed to focusing just on kind of directly confronting the state, um, providing alternatives to it. I think that's a, a wiser long-term strategic uh, goal to accomplish. I think it will actually, um, I think number one, the next time it's necessary, the next time a lot of people take to the streets, it'll make that movement more durable. But I also yeah. think it's just is something that it sounds better to a lot of people. You can get more people on board. You can kind of bring them on to the movement, bring them on to left-wing politics in a way that um, kind of the more extreme protests aren't necessarily going to turn those Absolutely. people off, but this it's not going to get the, them active. This yeah. is the, where you do the other kind of work, the real work, the laying the groundwork, yeah, uh, preparing, creating, yeah. Uh, organizing, and being ready for the next moment of action. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of focus I see, particularly within anarchist circles. I mean, anarchists are always there's always a lot of mutual aid work, but there's a lot of I think because people have have gotten traumatized and also got into this rhythm of fighting, this focus on fighting the state. And I, I think at the moment, one of the best things you can do to fight it is provide people alternatives to the state, yeah. in addition to just kind of attacking symbols of state power. And in fact, I think that providing alternatives particularly in our present moment is probably a better way of building power right now. Yeah. That's my, yeah. my thinking and, on the matter and demonstrating. Yeah. yeah to people mm-hmm. what is possible. Yeah. And you're right. It's not, it's not the moment of extreme heightened tension where there's lots of different information and stories being floated. It's a time when you can actually talk with people and have conversations and change and change, make changes. I'm feeling sad. I wanted to say that like I, there was relief and I felt emotional just like we all discussed when the verdict came in. I'm just feeling so sad uh, for this past year and a half for the trauma. Proud of everybody who's shown up and, and done stuff and and marched and burnt things. And, you know, it's just I'm sad. I don't know. This isn't a good point. <laughs> I wanted to acknowledge it because I think that we're all feeling it. This episode feels very somber to me. I think we've all been watching all this thing unfold for so long and there was a relief and it's also not a relief. 
because I don't know what changes are happening. I'm people are being murdered as we speak, black people, brown people. So I'm acknowledging it. Yeah. Cuz I think that some of our listeners probably are feeling that right now. Yeah. It's um end of pivot. Yeah, I I mean uh and I don't want anything I've said to to come across as saying like if you're doing anything in the streets besides mourning or, you know, celebrating or whatever tonight that it's wrong. And I think there's a wide variety of perfectly acceptable reactions to this. Um I I I hope people are still capable of taking some joy in um some joy in doing damage to the thing that they hate. Absolutely. Right? There's something and, to be proud of too in Yeah. In this result, absolutely, and there is joy, but all of your feelings right now are valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally any reaction to this, um, other than being angry that Chauvin was convicted, is valid. I don't, I don't yeah, know what you're yeah. doing listening to yeah, this why, show. Yeah, why are you still listening to this podcast? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what has been going on with you for a year? Seats um, taken. It's called but, the marketplace of the ideas. You're yeah. all welcome here. It's fine. There's a wide also, variety. also, you're wrong of, about that. Yeah. There's amazing footage of George Floyd's family reacting to the um to the yeah. verdict. Um and yeah, I mean nothing, you know, there's no there's no this doesn't fix anything, but it is um it's like when um you know in a video game when you you've got one of those kind one of those kind of video games like a, like I think a side scroller is the term for it you've got those bad guys that have like a bunch of different pieces and you have to shoot off the different pieces and when you do enough damage like that little the thing in the center of them starts to glow yeah. and then you can shoot that and that's how you that's how you take out the bad guy I like we 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 blew off like a like a chunk of armor and now there's like 15 seconds where um the the carceral system's big glowing weak spot is 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 pulsing um and uh, I don't know. I don't want to like. I, I don't think it's as is as limited a time frame as that. But it is a situation where, um, all the reactions we've seen in the last week, you know, is as much of a as much of a, a massive show of force as we saw in in Minneapolis, as we saw in um, um, uh, as we started to see in Philadelphia, as we've started to see in D.C. You know, I think there were like thousands of cops out for like 150 protesters there. As much of a like, I think that the the kind of escalations and deployed force that we saw prior to the verdict were signs of fear. They were they were the system going, oh God, we can't mm. we can't do this again, not again, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I mean, that's not how they framed they framed it more as like a like we have to crush this thing before it gets started again. Um, but the fact that like the fact of the matter is, um, last year was was rough for them um it and and there have been consequences you know we're we're on two states that have restricted qualified immunity now um saying that they abolished it isn't entirely accurate but it is a meaningful restriction and uh, at least one city um i think at denver um and we're we're seeing more bills put up throughout the country um to at least restrict police power there's growing pushes within the um, Democratic Party to have Biden reverse the 1033 program, which I think is something people should really push on. That's the flow of military grade weapons to the police. Biden is on track to do it at least as much, if not more than Trump. 
that doesn't need to happen. He's still early on, and if he were to take action quickly, that could be a lot of police militarization slowed down. Um, and I, I think there's opportunity to do all of that. And I think more than anything, again, the fact that multiple Minneapolis police officers testified against Derek Chauvin is a sign that they're scared. They recognize they're in a precarious position. They're at least aware of the times and like what they, yeah, their place in it. The Um, changing that the times are doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you'll see see stuff like that. Also, there'll be a backlash from the police. There'll be things that they'll do, but um, and Ben Shapiro's angry. Um, what was his hot take? I saw him oh, trending God. and didn't it was, investigate. Was it, was it Lester Holt who's, who's tweeting? It was, uh, Don um, Lemon, I believe. Don Lemon, Don Lemon. Um, Don Lemon posted like justice is done or something like, like that account when the verdict came in and Ben Shapiro said, I bet he wouldn't be saying that if the opposite had happened. And it's like, no. What even is that point? <laughs> yes, Ben, no. right. he wouldn't he's be right. saying justice is served if what? a murderer he, was exactly when he's right, like he's right. <laughs> a mistaken tweet. What? Uh, it's like a guy comes in, a, a plumber comes in to fix your sink and you're like, thank you for fixing my sink. And someone says, you wouldn't be saying that if you hadn't fixed your sink. No, I, I guess I wouldn't. You're right. I, that's a really <laughs> right. good comparison. That's why uh, his voice is so important. I have a theory after hearing that just now. He tweeted that because he's secretly happy about it, but he didn't want to tweet. He didn't want to admit it. So he just came up with some obscure bullshit to tweet that sounded critical. Mm. No, he's also he's also he's also talking on his show with his crew of people about how there's like no evidence that yeah. he's racially motivated Whoops. at all. Or Completely like involved or like my first theory. off, like <laughs> that wasn't the trial. The trial wasn't whether or not Derek Chauvin That's was a racist. True. It was did he murder a guy? <sighs> We're inferring the racist. He's racism. not on trial for being <laughs> yeah. a racist. Um but yeah, I, that's but that's very, what it feels like sometimes. It's it's very sweet though, Katie, that you give you give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, no, that, that was you're, naive. You're I, nice I was just reacting in real time no, without no. having other information. I'm I, sweet. No, no, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's not because it it is one of those things. Like, fuck. I I would say for all of the disagreements I have with a lot of people in my family who are more conservative. I don't know. It, none of my none of my right wing family members think Derek Chauvin isn't a murderer. Like it was it was yeah. that bad, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was that bad a video. Even people who reflexively defend the cops were like, Jesus. Um, except Ben Shapiro. <laughs> well, except for the fascists, you know, <laughs> yes. the fascists the fascists did what fascists do. But I think most people who are just actual conservatives were were like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, Robert, yeah, Robert, yeah. Robert's exactly right on that point. Yeah, I mean, my conservative relatives watched watched this trial very closely, yeah. and everyone's just like, "He's a murderer." Yeah, fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, fuck that clear. guy. Even, uh, He's a murderer. I was, I was watching Newsmax uh, pretty much all day mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. It's a Cody, fascinating. I'm so channel. sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't know why. It was just a choice I made. I was very interested to see how they talk about it, and then uh, their reaction uh, after the fact. Awful through through there. It's not a good channel. Um, but even like uh, Madison Cawthorn was on, and he was like, "Yeah, it appears as though you know there was. I'm I'm glad there was justice uh, against uh, uh, someone who might have been a bad cop." Ah! And it was like so cl- you're so fucking close, man. Why did you have to add that? 
Um, it's just they can't. They can't. Like they're incapable yeah. of like getting to that point. They know. Yeah, they can. know. Yeah. But they just, they can't even do that. Um, we can't do that as a country, uh, or at least as a, I, I don't know. Like we don't. This is as, this was as about as close outside of pot legalization. About as close like this specific trial, not the broader question of like police reform, but this specific trial was as close to like even Trump was like, "Well, that guy looks like he committed murder." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even get Trump. <laughs> if you're was, a cop uh... and Trump won't defend you from killing a guy, you really stepped out a line. <laughs> <laughs> they're still they're still going at yeah. it though. Candace Owens is on Tucker right now I'm sure. talking about Absolutely. how it wasn't a fair Absolutely. trial. No. Uh, yeah. Everyone on Newsmax is talking about uh how it was st- at one point the guy, this fucking little twerp, was talking about how, yeah, if it were any other day, uh, you know, uh, it was just a knee on the neck. The next day it'd be a s- stiff neck. Anyone with an older brother can tell you that. So they're like, they're Get on, out. They're on overdrive now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they're gonna be doing horrible, horrible. Like it's it's going to continue to be a nightmare. Um, yeah. yeah. But many people across the nation who are not on television uh, agree. So that's something. With who? With us with, or with them? With, uh, with like, the idea that the, the cop killed that guy. It was murder. Yeah. Like you were saying, I veered it away towards, actually, the media's being awful, but I think it's a valid point and good point to point out that, like, yeah, no, people saw what was going on. Yeah, Cody just said that I'm always right, and I think that's a great way to end the episode. I agree. That is a great way to end the episode. Um, except for when she gives Ben Shapiro the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) But that's just you (laughs) being a nice person. I'm not right. I'm sweet, and so (laughs) that's nice. Marketplace of ideas, you know. Marketplace of ideas. Some people think Ben Shapiro is a monster. Some of us think he's merely incompetent. You know. All, uh, and some all... of us think he's incontinent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I don't oh. like cut it, cut it. I don't no, like I it. Like, it's not I a like... good joke. <laughs> it's really lame. It was so funny at times. Sometimes I, mean, I... I sometimes I become my dad really quick and it's I like really that. alarming. The only comment I'll make on that is that you know Ben Shapiro's poops are like like a little mouse's. And right? you like know little, you almost little, said Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, I did, I did. <laughs> But like size wise, they have to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like if you've ever if you've ever like lived out in the country and had like a mouse get in your house and stuff, they yeah. those little pellets, those little, little bitty pellets. compressed pellets, like a gerbil or something. Maybe like too. Stuart Little, like Stuart Little. That's the size of Ben Shapiro's big poops. You know, when he's and proud, this, when he's got to bring is, his yeah, wife the proud, in. The proud big boy poops. And yeah. this isn't a short yeah. joke. It's just a Ben Shapiro joke. It's a Ben Shapiro joke. It's just a generally tiny joke. Yeah, yeah he's just a, he's just a little baby boy. It's fine. I don't know. Like, look, we're not. I'm not proud of of making those jokes about Ben Shapiro, but I'm not going to take. I'm them fine back. with it. Yeah, what you can. You, do? you can. There's no way to edit that out. Yeah. Not End the of audio. episode. <laughs> Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. 
they said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.